welcome to the broadcast. I want to thank you for joining. I'm so excited today. I have a gentleman from Los Angeles, California. He's a real estate professional, Bill Gross. And uh, I guess you go by Bill, right? I, mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, um, But if you're I, referring, if you call me to refer me business, you can call me whatever you want. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I'm on my LinkedIn thread and I'm friends with a lady. She shared a, uh, some, a webinar or actually I shouldn't say a webinar. You do, a, you do two live shows a week and she just shared it. And that's why we want to share our content on as many, many platforms as you can. I clicked on it. I started watching and I thought, I really like Bill, and I love the content he's giving people and the way he provides the information. It's kind of like you have your own call-in radio show, but uh, Bill Gross, thanks for joining today. And I just wanted Bill to talk a little bit with, he said, you've had your license, if I remember right, since 1985? 1986. 1986. Mm. But I remember on the one podcast or YouTube live stream I was watching, you had mentioned that you kind of a few years ago just wanted to rethink your whole business philosophy and what you were doing. And you ran across this thing called probate mastery. And I'll let you Mm. talk a little bit more about that, but your Mm. business just went to a whole new level after that. Yeah. I, you know, I've been in real estate since 1986. I've done a lot of things. I was in mortgages. I've been in sales management ownership. Um, And I had, I had gravitated to um, executive management you know, my generation, I think we always thought that that was the progression, right? You start as a salesman and some other managers hire. It's not really true in real estate, but I learned that the hard way. And I'd been in uh, running a company. We had seven branches. Um, they had four when I started and seven when I left. We'd done real well. I made a lot of money, but I didn't find it very fulfilling. Um, I didn't like working for the ownership. Um, there was no path for me to own anything. And, um, you know, I was 60 years old and my good friends passed away. And I, and I just decided I didn't want to spend however long I have working, I didn't want to spend that time. Oops, sorry about that. Um, I didn't want to spend the rest of my time in my career, you know, doing something I didn't enjoy. And um, I knew that in real estate, you have a unique opportunity to get paid what you're worth. And, um, but you have to create value to get paid money. You can't just do something. You have to do something that other people appreciate and will, as a result, buy or sell property with you. And so, um, I come across a man who actually had been my first coaches in the business, Don Hobbs. Don Hobbs was the sales manager back when Tony Robbins started his career as a salesman for Jim Rohn. So Jim Rohn was like the original motivational speaker. Tony Robbins was one of his salespeople, and Don Hobbs was his sales manager. They're about a year apart. And, and Don does a, a video called The Brand Is You, and it really talks about in real estate, you have to pick a niche that you're associated with but that you become an expert in it so you can create value for your customers. And so I did a self-assessment and, you know, looked at my personality. Um, I looked at my father had been an attorney. I'd been around attorneys a lot. So for me, you know, the niche of probate real estate and working with attorneys kind of jumped out at me and said, Hey, this is a good fit for you. And so about three and a half years ago, um, I, I relaunched my business without one lead, without one listing, without one buyer, um, in probate real estate. And I took a training class, probate masteries coach, Chad Corbett was a coach. Um, he challenged us to go to court to learn about the probate process. And I was fascinated when I was there. Um, it was just, it was obvious there was business going on. It was obvious people needed help. It was obvious that the, 
people doing business weren't that much better than I could be. And so I launched a business three and a half years ago that's resulted in a fantastic income and wealth building for me in the last few years. Yeah, very, very fascinating. And I think that I remember you telling that story on one of the YouTube streams. And I, I can resonate with that because I started in sales, took over my mother's company. We went from one office to three offices and I'm in a rural area, 50 something agents. And, and I just woke up one day the same way you felt. I just, there was nothing fulfilling and I missed being a part of listing and selling real estate. And so I, that that just resonated with me as well, and uh, and appreciated you sharing that. Well, I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast with you is a lot of people who are thinking about getting their real estate license, and maybe some people who get their license and they're like, "Why am I not making any money?" Where's a good place for them? I mean, there are all of these different niches, but if you wanted mm. to start in the probate, working probate deals, mm. where's a good, I mean, how do you start in that? Or you went to court and I heard you say that you went mm. every day to court. Mm. Um, do you go, I mean, do they have actual hearings on a daily mm. basis to go to open up probate or <laughs> I'm just curious how that all works? Well, I live in Los Angeles, which is the largest probate court in America. And while it used to be spread out at regional courts, they moved all of LA County to one courthouse. So as a result, we had the largest single courtroom of or courthouse of, court, of probate business in the country by far. So that was a unique opportunity for me. A lot of the real estate agents who built probate business, well, I should say that also changed about five years ago. So a lot of realtors built their business, let's say at the Whittier local court of LA County or the Montebello local court or the Van Nuys local court. But all of a sudden, everything's in one spot. So they kind of got disrupted, and I had an opportunity. So I think you have to do, you have to look at, you know, and I live only half a mile, uh, half an hour from the courthouse, um, even with traffic. It's, it's five miles, but it's about a half hour drive. I like wearing a suit and tie, you know, uh, not every day, all the time. But um, so I think you have to look at yourself and your opportunity. And I encourage agents that I coach to go to the courthouse to see what's there. Um, in smaller rural counties, there's a lot less business. But there's more chance to meet people. And, and I've had agents who I've coached up who went daily. Uh, there wasn't a hearing every day, maybe once a week, maybe on Thursdays or something. But by going every week after a, few, after a month, the judge noticed them. Well, that's a big asset. If you know the probate court judge, if ever you have to go before them, it's a big asset to have that relationship. You know, Attorneys work hard to develop those relationships as well. They're worth a lot. So I think... I don't know that I would necessarily say that's the way anybody else should go. I actually have a video, 11 ways to make us to sell property in probate real estate on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Bill Gross EXP. Um, and so if you look at the 11 ways, there's 11 different ways. One is going to court every day. And there's 10 others you can choose from. And I encourage people to be aware of all 11. The companies that sell the data typically sell one or two methods. They either sell buyer data and cold call all the petitioners. And, and there are people who do that, and that can work, you know, or mail to petitioners. It costs money, but that can work. Or buy our data and call the attorneys. And that's tough. It's a really tough way to go. But there's nine other ways that I lay, lay out. You know, one is going to court, uh, and there's eight other ways I think that you can also develop business in probate real estate. The, the, the most common one for most people is estate planning. In most states, you can avoid probate if you plan ahead with an estate plan, often including a living trust. 
And so if you own a house in California or most states, you should have one. So if you have one of your own, I would say, well, who did it for you? If you're happy with them, talk to them and see if you can refer them business and then talk to your prospects, your clients, and encourage them to do the same thing. And so that becomes a cycle that you can reach out to your clients and talk about and create value for them. Learn about something and then share it with your, your database. Um, yeah, great, great suggestions. I really appreciate that. And by the way, I'll have uh, information down below where you can reach out to Bill. Do subscribe to his YouTube channel. I find it so fascinating, so helpful. Thank you. And I told him he's not, he's not on there just trying to sell stuff. He's trying to just add value and help people out. And, and if you have an interest in going down the probate path for prospecting, uh, probate mastery, we'll put a link there as well. You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. If there's a recipe out there, it's probably works. Follow it. You can always tweak it to your liking, but, uh, but at the same time, try to follow the recipe. But so I'm interested in the fact that you had took an office to seven offices. What did you see new agents who really succeeded? What did you see them do that kind of took them to the next level? Just was there anything unique that you noticed about people who just made it in the business? First thing I would say is it's a business. It's not a job. Uh, the ones who struggle, I think, treat it like it's a job where they get 100% commission. And the problem is they don't save money. They don't invest money in their business. They don't put money aside for taxes. They inevitably run out of money and quit. So it's a business. Businesses usually fail because they're not capitalized properly. So you really can't be investing money in your business that you don't have. Um, that's the biggest mistake I see, right? It's like a runway for an airplane. At some point, right. you run out of runway, you crash. And if you have enough runway, you can take off. So you either have to have capital put aside or um, I also, I, the other thing I see that people who are successful in building a business is they spend a period of time in mentorship or learning how to build a business by working for somebody else's company at a much lower commission split. The number one mistake I see new licensees make, I get this phone call all the time. You know, I, I make myself available when people call me, I have questions about the business. And, and they wanna find the highest commission split. And I just tell them, no, no, you're 100% wrong. You can have, I can give you 100% split and an extra percent because you're never gonna close anything. You need to find somebody willing to invest in you. And yes, it's gonna cost you money. That's the exchange, it's called business. You have to find somebody who's doing what you want to do, and then you're learning how to do it from them. It's an internship. It's an apprenticeship. And yeah, you're going to, get, you're going to pay them a, a chunk of your commission, and it's going to seem like more than it's worth. But if you learn and you use that learning over the next 10, 20, 30 years, it's way more valuable than the commission you're paying. So the number one mistake I, I see all the time is new agents focused on it, and they get these little spreadsheets and go, okay, this company said 100%, but they charge me 800. This one right. charges <laughs> yeah. 80%. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, all that's great, but what are you going to do to get business? That's all that really matters. Right. All that matters when you start is you have to generate business. Once you have that flow going and you have a system where you can do it on your own, then you can start to cut your expenses by finding a better commission plan. But I find that to be the biggest mistake is treating it like it's a job, not a business. And then, um, Associate with people because of the lowest cost, as opposed to who's going to give you the most value. Uh, I totally agree. A, a very quick story. 
back in the early 1980s when I was at Cape Girardeau at my college, Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, came to speak to our business group. And I remember him talking and he was said, he made the statement, Bill, he said, you know, I was over at Jackson and I was talking to Tom. He has a little sporty goods store over there. And Tom said, I need this type of bait, Sam. And I said, well, you order that. And he was talking to Susie. She's got a little sewing shop over in. And what he was talking about, Bill, was all of those department heads had little businesses in Walmart. And he wanted them to run those departments like it was their business. And I totally agree. I think uh, so many agents come in and they don't understand that you need to have a budget. You need to know what your break even is. You need to know how many deals you've got to close. And all of that kind of leads to your your vision and your plan to go out and knock on doors. So uh, great information and great advice. Thank you so much. Well, uh, check out Bill's YouTube channel. You will love it. And, uh, you know, I think you ought to check out the probate mastery. I, I was very intrigued. I've done a lot of probate deals and you touched on this in one of your episodes. I think what I have always enjoyed about doing probates or working with people who are transitioning from a home to a senior citizen, you know, a long-term care is that they really need our help. I mean, sometimes people are thrown into those situations and they, they don't know what to do. And it's so, to me, satisfying when you can be that guide or that person that helps lead them down that path to where they can take some of the fear and anxiety away. But um, I don't know your thoughts on that. Well, it can be hard too. You have to really enjoy it because I think I would say, you know, I never wanted to be a doctor because I couldn't deal with the blood and the pain of it. I think doctors don't necessarily enjoy blood and pain. I think they appreciate that the blood and the pain is what they have to go through to heal somebody and make them feel better. And they know that and they're strong enough and can focus on that. And I'd say the same with probate that some people don't like it because the customer's have a lot more needs. There's a whole there's a wider variety of services I have to offer. You know, I have to you know trash out properties and I have to do cleanup services and hazmat cleanups and you know, removal of cars, trucks, boats, guns, unregistered guns. Um, you know, uh, t- t- you know all kinds of things that the average realtor doesn't deal with. But at the end of the day, you know, I have a customer who is so appreciative, and I have a uh, attorney in many cases so appreciative of the work I do that that's what I focus on, and so. I think the challenge is, um, you know, what are you going to do that's going to create value for other people? That's how we get paid. And yes, yeah, sometimes it's difficult and challenging, but I know that the more problems somebody has, the more opportunities I have to solve them. And that's how I get paid in the long run. Great. Well, Bill, thanks again for your time and uh, encourage all of our listeners and those watching, go out, check out his YouTube channel. And, and um, I'm, as he said, I'm sure we, you might get a call or two from some of our people, but I uh, appreciate you being willing to help me out as well. Thanks, John. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you.